You're listening to Please Save Me. Please Save Me is the official recap podcast of Chicago Heroes, network TV's number one drama. Chicago Heroes is definitely a real TV show, but you won't find it in any TV guide. And if you don't watch it, that's that's your problem. problem. You gotta take a side. You know what makes me really sick to my stomach? What? It's watching you stuff your face with those hot dogs. If you see me coming, you better run because I'm going to lay you the fuck down. Nobody, I mean nobody, puts ketchup on a hot dog. Smells like courage. Welcome back, Hero Heads. It's time to surf the pod waves with Sarah and Ben. Uh, let's let's all see if we can hang ten today. Uh, this is Please Save Me, uh, the podcast network's number one Chicago Heroes recap show. Uh, Chicago Heroes being the number one show on television. So we've got shows on shows on shows here, and we've got a host for at least one of them, and that's me. My name is Ben Flores, and I'm going to introduce you, whoa, what is it, a second co-host here uh, right now. (laughs) Hi, I'm Sarah Black, your other co-host, and I am hanging 20 because I'm on all fours on my surfboard. And she was hanging a $20 bill out of her hand and giving it to me for me to let her talk. Uh, And (laughs) I accept. Uh, So, And it's legal tender, so you have to accept it. Yeah, you held it up to the light and made sure it was legal. That's right. Uh, I held held it up to the black light, and let me tell you, it was... uh, (laughs) It's practically illegal. (laughs) It's barely legal is what I was going to go with there. (laughs) That's better. Uh, well, we are not here to talk about uh, such profane things as that. We're here. Not to, yet. We're here to discuss uh, probably the best show on TV. Yeah, most lowest common denominatorist show because everybody loves it. Everybody loves it. It's almost like what's the point of even critiquing it from week to week when it's nearly perfect every time. Well, it's always. Uh, I would say that we don't critique it we geek it we geek out oh it. yeah or we celebrate it is another word i love that, that. exists no pun yeah right? no pun so easier to get yeah so for the layman we're going to be discussing the second episode today of, of season three yes of season three of chicago heroes which uh, they did a little bit of a reboot this season mm, just and a we're little, loving it just a little one yeah and uh, i yeah replaced every single member of the cast <laughs> yeah, uh, every Just single a member one. of the crew. Yep, whole new aesthetic, whole new vibe. But same Chicago, same he- different heroes, different heroes, <laughs> same Chicago. Was and I should remember that because that's the tagline they've been using. They've been using that on every commercial. Yeah, and during the show. Yeah, uh, just says it beneath everything. It's beneath. All, yeah, they play it at a. Uh, it's a super. I'm actually. I have a overly developed sense of hearing, so I can hear subsonic frequencies. <gasps> uh, what are what are subsonic for some people? Uh-huh. Uh huh. And yeah, they they play it as sort of a subliminal message through the whole show. Right. And I love semisonic, but it is not closing time. And we're gonna actually open the floor to our guests right now there to help go. us discuss this episode. Um, so we would like to welcome to, uh, the studio, to the podcast recording studio, Mike Kanish. Hello. It's wonderful to be here. Welcome, Mike. It's great to have you. It's, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm excited out of my mind. I'm a huge Chicago Heroes fan. And to be on this podcast, I've checked, you know, I, 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 I listen I love the creaking. I love the celebrating. But I also, you know, everybody can, 
uh, benefit from a little critique, and you guys do bring that. So it's just, it's I'm excited to be in the hot seat right now with you. And it's so interesting to hear that you love this show so much because some people would think, oh, a network drama, that's a little bit mm, pedestrian or something Lame like stream. Lame stream. For somebody like you who does so much kind of high art in terms Extremely of your... Extremely high art. No, yeah. it's, Mike hosts the, uh, the anti-cuck, lamestream media... Uh, <laughs> Throw down the hammer hour every. No, I'm kidding. He doesn't. JK. Ha ha. JK. <laughs> well, no. That I think that's philosophically in my wheelhouse. I uh, everything you just said, I will absolutely stand by. And uh, that's Mike good. hosts. You may know Mike from a couple of different projects. You might know Mike from Cocaine Murder Jam or Explorations with Leslie Tanner. So those are both uh, have what um, some people would say is a little more of an artistic bent than. Chicago Heroes, uh, they'd be wrong because Chicago Heroes is not only the best, most successful commercial endeavor on television, it's the best artistic one. Well, if also. I, yeah, if we can just explore that one point for a second, every Love great to. pop artist has not only the sheen and the hook that brings that, that like, it's such an easy on ramp of accessibility, mm-hmm. but past that, there is a world of subtones there's a, a universe of mm. subtext to explore and, and I, I could hear those absolutely yeah, in your little subwoofers speaking of which it, were you and i didn't know i've known you for a couple years and i did not know that you could do it is was that from an accident yeah it's from an accident do you want to talk about the accident yeah i listened to too many high i uh listened to too many high-pitched sounds of Just birds sc- screaming stuff fans. like that screaming fans more like it screaming uh-huh. like on headphones Ceiling like you record them Ceiling and save fans. it for later <laughs> Seals? Ceiling. Yeah. Yep. Yep. When I was, uh, that's right. I, we were staying in a hotel at SeaWorld when I was nine. And we were staying in the premiere suite. And the cool thing about the premiere suite, which is only for VIPs or people whose dads have money and run the second largest HVAC company in the uh, Inland Southwest. That's your dad. Could be. Uh, Okay. They okay. they put a nice they put a, they put a seal fan in your room there. Yeah. So it's a big spinning uh, axis up on the ceiling, and it's got four live seals on it, like fan blades. Wow. And boy, do those pups arf! I'll bet and, they arf in a really like a range of frequencies. Yeah. Obviously, as we can tell, because you can hear. Yeah, so really fucked up tones. Well, yeah, basically I'm what that say did the was they were screaming. Is that fine? You can say the f word. Oh, I yeah. just heard. I just okay. Never mind. Let's keep going. They I were screaming so loud, it damaged the high end of my hearing, so the low end compensated. Okay, so the thing I've been wanting to say this whole time is that um, I'm surprised I didn't damage my ears from listening to Kiss from a Rose by the artist Seal mm-hmm. so many times mm-hmm. after Batman Forever mm-hmm. came out, because yeah, that's, that's a good one. A good one. In, in, in my like super high art output, my product, I actually wrote a piece about the not subtext what would it be super text super, super text <laughs> of the high frequencies of seals output mm, and mm-hmm. it it is a, it is a tome and and, it, and mm. i feel like i can i've done the research to back that up and if you push me on it i will back it up but there is a tome of super text hey buddy we won't push you above 10,000 hertz and it is me- interesting uh, me- that you carry it around with you yeah, Absolute, and that you're well, sitting on it like a little booster seat. Well, I am. I am three and a half feet tall, so yeah. any little help I can get up to the microphone, mm. up to a shelf, up to uh, just a counter at and that's the what local that three general foot, store. 
that's with that three foot book as a booster seat. Yeah. Yep. And luckily for yep. you on this podcast, Mr. Six Inch is what they call you and me, but for different reasons. <laughs> that's normal. Sorry, Sarah, I had to steamroll you so, on that one. Okay. Really needed to say the Mr. Six Inch thing. <laughs> yeah, that was good. So me because of my penis, but why for you? And that is an interesting thing about you is that you are the same size as your penis. It is a very interesting thing about me. For me, it's for the uh, the length of my Pinocchio, uh, which is what I call my nose because I'm a real I'm a real stinker. I'm a big tall tale teller, like that whole Sea World Seal thing. A lie. Fabricated. Yeah. Yep, I told a six inch Pinocchio with that one. Bad. I know. Um, but I'll tell you I was going to say. Go ahead. Yeah, I'll tell you what's true. Is Sarah's about to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, and luckily for you, Mike, we actually stand a short king on this um, podcast. We're uh, going to have the Bagel Boss guy on in a couple of weeks. So oh, we, what a dream. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, he's I think it's, hot right now. I think it's pronounced Bagel Boss-ski. Ah, like gi from the episode, the ski lodge episode of Frasier. <laughs> like he wears a karate gi? Like, bag, like the, uh, not the, ba- not the Bagel Boss guy. The big Lebowski. <laughs> oh, yeah, like uh, Gee from the Frasier episode with the ski locks. <laughs> like, like a karate gi. Like a big, karate gi. Yes. Like, big so what we're gonna do now is we're going to recap this episode, uh, which is an interesting um, kind mm-hmm. of exercise. I'm so excited to get into the episode. Kind of an interesting exercise in the purpose of life you know being in the doing because of course all of our listeners have already seen the show so why do we recap it no one can because we have to well not to beat a dead horse we all love hearing about the story but it gives us a chance (laughs) to get underneath the action underneath the text dig beneath the surface go sub um Marine. Sub- go submarine. Yes. Go submarine. We're going to go submarine on this episode. It is, and that's where all the meat's at. The real. 20,000 leagues under the sea. Yep. Under the sea. Like the song. Well, Over the Land was where they were in the opening of this episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you for bringing us back. There. So, in this week's. Y'all are very good at segues. <laughs> I did, a, I did a Segway tour with my family very recently around really? the city of Chicago. I'll bet you were the best. That's, I mean, my dad fell off of his, which is nearly well, impossible sucks. to do. Okay, my dad um, doesn't suck. He just mm, is I don't know. Old. So far, he fell off a Segway. Mm-hmm. And old. And how, how old? How worrying was this when he fell? Oh, not that bad. He's oh, like okay. 60. Okay, so I don't feel bad for saying... This guy ain't barely legal. Two. He is super legal. Exactly. Yeah, he's a super... No, you know... There was no. A su- no? Okay, all right. Well, <laughs> there was a super teacher leading a group of students. She was kind of Miss Hero teacher. Uh, and, in the and the show. real Chicago heroes are the are, members of the Chicago Teachers Union. Absolutely. And we stand by that and this, on this podcast. Absolutely. We stand a short king. We stand a CTU member. Mm-hmm. And she was standing around while her <laughs> students were picking apples. Oh, so we opened on an apple golden orchard. Golden delicious. Outside red delicious. Outside Green the city delicious. limits. And we Pink opened delicious. on a slope. We opened, as Sarah's alluding to, on a slow pan. Through all the delicious crisp apples. Children running around, singing, playing. Uh, singing was my favorite part, though, to be honest. What were they singing? What was Frere that? Frere Jaca at one point. <laughs> mm-hmm. and I thought I recognized Frere Jaca. Ring Around the Rosie. Yeah. 
and mm-hmm. which what is a did pretty you guys grim song. Think of the editing choices there. Yeah. Very interesting. It felt like an audio editing move. It felt like there was definitely some manipulation on the audio side. It was I, a little trippy. And a yeah. little haunting, like um, when the kids sing the Radiohead song in the social network thing. It it was kind of um, like movie trailer, slowed down music vibe yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like kind of creepy children's mm-hmm. cover. Which is, and can can we just talk about that for a second? How tonal of a move is that? Uh, we that, you love tones and sitting upon your tome. Well, I it, love it, tomes, tones, and tones. it was like, what do you want when you watch a movie trailer, right? To see the movie, yeah. And so yeah. they made that move with this episode where they opened with basically like the trailer for the episode, but then. Instead of what 99% of movie trailers mm-hmm. do, which is give you probably number one givers of blue balls in the business. Oh, my uh, God. I know. Don't play the movie right after the trailer. Chicago Hero said, we're going to give you a trailer for the episode. Play the episode right afterwards. That's what they've been doing wrong everywhere yep. else. Yep. Set it up and spike it. Exactly. Set it up and spike the damn ball. But you know what? There's a craft to setting it up and just like slowly spiking it, which is, I think, what they do in this episode. Yes, yes, yes. yes. For well, the next... Two, two three, three hours, hours. Yep. yeah and this this and which honestly i called off work when mm-hmm. does it because by the time i see it in my time zone it's 9 a.m that makes yeah totally oh that makes sense yeah yes i forgot about mountain time right yeah it's different there yeah it moves weirdly it's kind of like baking but time i'm actually 400 years old of course i mean it's it's stupid because it's all words and numbers that are relative it's because of leap days and stuff like that yeah 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 exactly yeah. so but that being said i saw it 9 a.m and i had to call off work to watch the three hour um this three hour episode the three hour tour uh, of yeah. the apple orchard i've definitely been there and i keep marking in my calendar every week don't take a sunday night shift you know but mm. i always take one gotta call off every every week. time and every time i grab you by the scruff of your neck and carry you into the tv room and set you down and say ben Hey, you're not going to work tonight. You're about yeah. to lose another job, Ben. You got Sit different. down. <laughs> you're about to lose another job, Ben. Well, they can't ever take this job away from me because we created it ourselves. Yeah, and we have put all of our money and time into this thing, and it's going to triple on our investment. Absolutely. Well, we're I'm in excited the third, to be a part We're of in the right third now. season, so rule of threes. So what was interesting was um, I'm thinking as we're watching, mm-hmm. uh, what are these kids doing here? Why are they singing all creepy? Why are they at an apple orchard? Right. Last question got answered for me very quickly. Picking apples, school field trip. Yep, school field right? trip. Because they did a nice little bit of exposition with that. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. They really did. It was it was it was it was dense and economical, but also very. Uh, it, it gave a lot of emotional information that lingered for, for the for the rest of the episode. Really uh, set set a tone. So I know I've said with the that word tone. Dramatic monologue. Yeah, you know, from Dakota Fanning, uh, from young Dakota well, Fanning, and sh- and I don't know how they got young Dakota Fanning on this project. Well, so but- something you probably don't necessarily know that we know, but we've talked about it on the podcast a lot, is that they shot what five seasons of this show all at once all at once yeah. so they block shot it they may have shot it up to seven eight years ago yeah and what we're finding mm. in some of these episodes is they're pulling out stuff they're pulling out archival material 
that's got to be from 98, 99, 89, wow. 2001. Wow, that is really reaching back. Stuff where, well, that's that's something that George Lucas did um, back in the late 80s and the 90s was he just basically brought in a bunch of A-listers, a bunch of could-be A-listers, mm-hmm. you know, from one year old to 99 years old, basically, you know, whole spectrum, wrote a bunch of really great monologues, action yep. pieces and everything, just just capture them on green screen. Yeah. No context. So they can just kind of slip that in wherever it fits. Right. You know, like and a great sample. Something similar is that they buy a lot of stock from Shutterstock.com, Getty, yeah. et cetera, and just kind of slot it in where it makes sense. And that's where this footage of Dakota Fanning may have come from. Oh, totally. really? From one of her side hustles. Yeah, from one of her yeah. From one of her side hustles. I found for a presentation I was giving, doesn't matter about what, but uh, a photo of Dakota Fanning pretending to kind of tear her hair out, sitting at her desk with post-its kind of all over the place, mm-hmm. being like, ah, frustrated woman at work. And they used that one. They did. In this episode. <laughs> they did. Which looked really weird at the apple orchard. Well, another thing, and I don't mean to keep using the word tone, but it's we very love tonal. It. It's like, yes, it's yeah, like it's tonal. a gesture. It's a visual gesture to uh, illuminate a certain theme. And Ooh, it, okay. I think it, it also asks a question more than it answers questions. Mm-hmm. But also it like really dials in on like the overwhelming nature of what's coming up in the episode. Okay. Yes. And let's get to what's coming up. So these kids, they're picking apples. They're kind of... Razzing their mm-hmm. teacher. She's razzing them back. You can tell they have a great relationship. And then one of the kids, in the middle of singing, kind of, he's like rubbing an apple on his shirt as he's about to bite into it. And then he just goes, Hey, do you smell smoke? Which, and there's a, and then there's a familiar face, right? So then we've got uh, our cut. new, our new character cut. for this season. Hard cut, right? To guy standing near like the a, kid. A manly mouth biting an apple. Yes. You know, that's the, uh, that was pearly a, whites. Per, gorgeous, like almost clear teeth. Boyish was, charm. Boyish uh, charm. It's our new character from this season, Joey. Joey. Fireman Joey, Joey the fireman. Yep. Played, by, played by Matt LeBlanc. Yes. And, Interesting uh, choice for this character. So the kid asks, do you smell smoke? Uh-huh. We cut to Joey, biting the apple, mm-hmm. uh, pearly whites, brilliant blue eyes, and he looks uh, he looks uh, at the teacher, right? Looks at this hot, hot teacher. Oh, he's looking. Uh, he's well, she's looking maybe for, hot. She's wearing glasses. He's looking for Sliz, for sure, and at the orchard. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And he says, uh, uh, I'm eating a red... D- whoa, whoa. <laughs> What were you gonna say? He said, "Well, we might have heard it differently because they because of our because of the hearing thing." Yeah, exactly. Uh, so your tone, your that's oh, I I, I want to hear both of these takes because you're tuned in on a completely different end of the you spectrum. Do. You can't hear high frequencies, which is amazing that we're having this conversation. But I would love to hear what both of you hear tuned into high frequencies and low frequencies. At the low frequency, he definitely looked at the teacher and said, where there's smoke, there's fire. Wow. I did not see. Okay. See, I saw what you heard. What you probably heard was something. I like what you said more because what I heard him say was he had just bitten into a red delicious and he said, ah, this is a red delicious, but what I could go for is a, a blonde delicious. <laughs> blonde. Wow. See, exactly. I heard that one, and I was like, "This is sexy." 
It yeah. was my reaction. Very. But, but not, but an, answer, not I... an answer to the kid's question. <laughs> not, no, no, no. Well, he I was mean, focused on the teacher. He, okay, we all know what Joey's focused on. Yeah. We all know what Joey wants yeah. out of the orchard. Oh, right. He's not trying to take back a sack full of apples. He's, He's trying tr- to take a sack full of A sack poon. less of cum. Because he wants to have sex on the orchard. <laughs> he does. He, he wants will. to lose a been, full like, ball's like, worth. Of and they've, been, yep. they've really tried he to hammer to that shrink his, shrink his little balls shrink up. Shrink his little balls up. Dry him up. Come so much. <laughs> well, that's what I which like is about... Uh, so interesting of, uh, of Yeah, decision. that's really interesting. It's interesting that they decided to communicate... Like they, they felt that that information was so important that they devoted actually... Um, webisodes to it ahead of time right so they know they only got two or three hours to work with per episode so they've got Mm -hmm. to do some extra work Mm -hmm. on the periphery so they kind of had joey doing those confessional straight to camera reality show monologues right basically setting up everything you just said talking through his game his pua tactics Mm. just basically how he was gonna gonna go out and score I mean, and, and it mostly revolved around ap- hanging out at the apple orchard and finding hot young teachers. And that's honestly, I, I credit it up to the director for that decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For, totally. for doing that. Totally. Yeah, that's the director's that, call for sure. Yeah. For doing that work behind the scenes. Well, when you've been in the business as long as Scorsese, uh, <laughs> you know a thing or two about the business. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. When you've been in the business, try this one again. I'm not going to edit it. Just do it again. Live. <laughs> Uh, when you've been in the business as long as Scorsese, you can't help but learn a couple things about the art. What was the first thing you said? Uh, when you've been... I think you, I said when you've, when been, you've the been, been in the business for as long as Scorsese, Scorsese, you know a thing or two about it. <laughs> about the art. Okay. I don't get it. So the second time I was trying on a sort of, you know, uh, you're in it for the... Uh, switch. You're in it for the business, you but you can't help but learn about the art. Ah. Uh, you know, so there's actually a little bit of a turn there. Ah. Uh, oh. Not a full turn, but a little one. A three point. That's exactly. interesting. That's like a Yogi Berra sort of like... Yeah, it's not know, funny, count- but it's sort of clever. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, it's not funny, but I like saying it. Well, but it's like it it's like a real Reader's Digest kind of like uh, family circus. Okay, and now I will be editing this episode <laughs> to clip it out so that I can submit it. Okay, cool, 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 cool. cool. Great to hear. Cool career decision. Well, <laughs> so it turns out there was smoke, and yeah. wow, and a fire. fire, and there was, and you and you knew somewhere in the back of your head there was going to be smoke, even though they cut away from the kid, and there was smoke. Yeah, the was kid wasn't nice, lying. And, and 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 the contrast of the vulnerability of those children with the immediate threat of smoke and fire. Yeah, Jacob Tremblay straight off of Good Boys, mm-hmm. back into a role where he mm-hmm. can play something a little less broad. Mm-hmm. As and, go ahead, and boy, can that boy scream! You know, as soon yeah. as those kids started screaming. It was like, you know, it was back to that tonal thing that Mike was talking about. It was like, oh, this is kind of a tonal aesthetic matchup with the the singing from the beginning. And because the singing from the beginning is still playing softly yeah. under this whole Frere scene. Frere Jaca. Yeah. Frere Jaca. And it's like, oh, that singing is starting to sound a little like screaming. Yeah. Hey, um, you can <sighs> cut this out. It's 9-11 on 9-11. And so that is when we're recording this right now. And we are all Here we go. doing... A salute. We're doing a salute. And that's I as good a time as any really to say. I really want you to cut it out. <laughs> never forget to subscribe <laughs> to Please Save Me.
make sure you subscribe every week and you catch our new episodes. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you buy your podcasts. You can get this one. Please leave us a five-star rating and a positive review and recommend this to a friend. Uh, if you do review the podcast, we'll be happy to read your review on the air as long as it uh, doesn't offend the senses or the sensibilities. Uh, copyright. So what, what are the rules of that? What do you mean? What are the rules? No slurs, basically. No, no slurs. slurs. I think Slur that's pretty zone. much it. Okay. Also, so don't say anything mean. And when you, when you think about it, you can us. say a lot of really hateful things without using slurs, which Correct. is a which is a that's, well, that's a trick slur. for you kids out there. That's the <laughs> well, I know. If you really want to do some damage, get past the slurs. Yes. Like get into yeah. the psychology. Get, spe- get specific. Get what specific. Do, <laughs> what yeah. do people love and hate about themselves? Get yes. there. Project. 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 You can really pull apart some minds and be a terrible person if you just get past the slurs. So yeah. now I'm kind of thinking, you know, get past the slurs challenge. You know, I mean, <laughs> you know, if someone's le- really leaving a re- leaving a review that they want to leave on here is, you know. Drag me or whatever. Drag. I don't know what you're... I'm going to drag us back to the recap. Drag, yeah, let's go. So there is a fire, and it's it's interesting because you've seen the scenario on a plane where somebody's having a heart attack, and what is what do they always yell? Heart attack! Exactly. <laughs> yep. And... I've personally yelled that on a plane, but keep going. Let's not riff about that. Let's no, take it back to the episode. Not. And I was thinking they yell, <laughs> is anybody here a doctor? Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, so I guess the only time I've ever seen it happen is that the the person who was yelling it was the doctor, and they s- smartly and rightly were like, that <laughs> person's having a heart attack, and just yelled it mm-hmm. to make sure everybody knew. Yelled heart attack. Yelled heart yes. attack, yeah. And then That's yelled, interesting. is no, anybody here a doctor? Mm, <laughs> I am. Yeah. <laughs> that would be Just sort good. of a braggy move. Yeah. But... It certainly is what Joey does here. But he's not a doctor. He's not a doctor. He's a fireman. He's a fireman. He shouts, he shouts, is anybody here a doctor? No? Well, we don't need one. What we need is a fireman. Well, we need to get the doctors and everybody else the fuck out of here because the fireman... Women and doctors first. That's what he was saying. Women and doctors first. Leave the children. Screaming at the teacher, I hate to see you go, but I'd love to watch you leave. (laughs) Yep. And then he goes... Uh, leaf like on the apple tree, and then what he had the children do was an interesting tactic, right? <laughs> Love it. He, you know, snaps to that one. A little we're small detail yeah. that I want to just bring our attention to as he's running away from the teacher. Yeah, he's pulling his shirt yeah. off as he runs uh-huh, into totally. the fire. Yes, he is. He has a clear erection mm. sideways. Totally it's a sideways. sideways like erection. he tucked it to the right. Tucked it, and but it's like that's the sort of thing that like you wouldn't imagine a, a show like. A, dr- a dramedy. A when you're drama. wearing jeans that tight and you get a boner, does it go straight out or does it automatically sort of just like go to a side? Well, obviously Joey has trained it to go to the right. So he's put in some work to train it yeah. to go that way. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. No, I was just kind of asking about... That's also not an accident. He's probably also... he's He probably took a blue chew like an hour beforehand it's mm-hmm. it gives you hard on oh by <laughs> like a, yeah it's oh. like a candy is that the slang i see uh. it's like a brand of of uh boner candy that you take a blue chew blue chew i mean it's a brand yeah okay. boner candy is what people would be calling joey people who are uh <laughs> guy gay guys would be looking at joey in this episode when he takes his shirt off and he's looking all hunky say that guy's a boner candy yeah. That you know? guy's a boner candy. He's a walking boner candy. Yeah. You know? Like putting a gummy lifesaver around your dick as a cock ring. <laughs> That's, that would be. Yes. 
You have to have a really skinny penis to do that. <laughs> okay, well, I've never seen it. So Can you do it? Can you stretch it out? I don't know. That's just the power of imagination. <laughs> so where do, I mean, I don't have where, a remarkable where do penis. You come up it's with only this stuff. six inches. <laughs> My sick little where you, brain. Where do you get this stuff? <laughs> My little, little n- noggin. You? I thought that it was interesting to see Joey show not only his physique, but also the physique of the mind. Because he... Oh, I want to hear about this. So, so he does the women and doctors first, and they all go. And I'm thinking, uh, I thought it was women and children, right? Yeah. He's leaving the children all there. And then he has them stop, drop, and roll, right? Yes. So he tells all of them stop, drop, and roll to put the fire out. Yep. You know, so he's basically using... The, he doesn't have a fire hose. He doesn't have a fire extinguisher. Mm-hmm. What does he have? A children's bunch of children, <laughs> children's bodies. They're all wet with apple juice from biting into those. And And that's why it works. That's why it works. So if you're listening out there, do not try to dry jack a fire. Okay? No, 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 no. Or dry jack your right slinging boner in your tight, tight jeans. No, 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 no. What you want to do is get some wet kids. Apple jacket. Apple jacket. Apple jacket. So that's what Joey did to the fire, and then we cut to a commercial for Apple Jacks, which I thought was a <laughs> yum, nice... Yum, yum, yum. Which the fact... I mean, that's some high-level Scorsese thinking. Yes. The fact that you can weave in com- mm. modern commercial statements yeah. into mm. the statement of your of your, of your work is yes. like... That's mind-bending, you know? And you've been spending as many decades on the art as Martin Scorsese has... You can't help but learn a little something about the business. There we go. That was. Uh, I was hoping that would come back. I was hoping you'd play with that. Yeah. Uh, yes. That was yeah. gorgeous. And you want to talk about a setup and a spike. I think we've just done it. So rewind the podcast 30 seconds and <laughs> listen again if you're looking for a master class. Save $99. <laughs> those, uh, those seem like... What, what's the $99 going to? It's that, how much a master class costs. Oh. That like all the celebrities just like... They kind of, it seems like they just like, ask them to just fucking. My copy talk. of Truth and Comedy only costs seven ninety nine. I'm doing the finger thing right no, now. No, just kidding. It cost me two thousand dollars in class. Yeah, it cost me about three to four thousand dollars by the time I was done with that. Yeah, and if you have a certain dollar it's amount a book you, that pays for it, oh yes, go ahead, Sarah. If you um, want to share the dollar amount that you spent on um, improv classes, um, just leave us a review and. Oh, truly, you all you have to do is write the number. <laughs> Who spent the most on improv classes? Challenge go, uh, and we will read the winners on Del the Close air. Fuck a Fan. Del Close yeah. Fuck a Fan Challenge. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> what's he gonna do? So Not shit. <laughs> any, anyway, uh, we come back from commercial to Act Two. Yeah, and mm-hmm. okay. We're still at the apple orchard, which I'm thinking, okay, this is not. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was interesting. Interesting choice to kind of mm-hmm. do the act break there. Yeah. Um, I guess that they wanted to make the Applejack joke so badly, you know, with the show that they had to cut to commercial right there. Yeah. Uh, so that must have been what they, the writers had been thinking. Yeah. It's gotta be. So then we show back up at the apple orchard and it's, kind of it's a different day almost oh yeah it looks like it's a different day very it's a very big shift post fire very big shift and you can tell because ross and monica are there so Mm -hmm. well and they're they're on like it seems like a date situation right at first yep Yep. and then we come to find out that it that it is a date situation yeah a paleontologist and a cop on a date 
There's a match. So there's funny. a match made in the method machine. That's so <laughs> funny, and it's so modern. And it's, it's so modern. It's sort of a role reversal because the paleontologist is Ross. Traditionally, as far as I know, women are paleontologists. Well, Ross is clearly <laughs> like he's got hunched shoulders. He's into like mm-hmm. a. He's in his own emotional. Looks world. a little like Kinda a dinosaur. Like yeah, looks covered like a in dust. Covered in dust, not like cool dust. No, no musty no. dust. Musty yeah, we're not talking dust. about uh, angel dust here. Not yeah, cool. or stardust. Yep, neither or. I was. Dusty Springfield uh, records. Mm-hmm. No. Or Dawson Hoffman. <laughs> no. No. Oh, I'll tell you what this guy needs to do. He needs to do some Dustin Hoffman. There we go. Oh. Because oh. he's got so much uh, dust on him. Yeah. Thank you for that. You Seriously, you could write a book with the quotes that you have so far in this episode. Like, yeah, you could. And boy, you could. have we been trying to kickstart that. You could. <laughs> yeah. You should, you, should, you, you should start a Kickstarter tomorrow with... Just the quotes from this episode. Yeah, so that hasn't been released yet. It's gonna be so upsetting to see you start a Kickstarter for it, but it's that's kind of the <laughs> yeah. But, and that's what I'll derive joy from. And, and that's we yeah. can call it spoiler alert. <gasps> People love Ooh. that. I think we should call it triggered. Ooh, I like that. How that anti-PC? Co- I yeah. love that. I love that because that connects actually to. The other thing that we're like, so we've moved to this later day at the orchard, right? And we've got Ross and Monica walking along their date. And Ross is like, oh, Mm, I wish we were at the museum and I was telling you about dinosaurs. Which is classic Ross. Which is classic Ross. I mean, he's only been in one other episode so far. But they've established the character so so good. So good. Total Scorsese move. Oh, give yeah. You, give you like 25 seconds. You know this is what just that who character's he is. deal is. Everything about that yeah. guy. And Rolling Stones playing, dinosaur guy, you know what he's about. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's all about stones. So contrast that with... Kiss away. Contrast that with uh, Monica. Mm-hmm. Cop? The, yeah, the cop. The gruff, masculine cop. Yep. <laughs> and and what she looks about like 6'4". Biceps thick as sausages. Yep. Th- like for what? giant, giant and, sausages. And if you can imagine a giant, a giant sausage. sausage. Giant sausage. <laughs> she looks picture, like the sausage on top of super dogs. Picture a giant sausage on top of super dogs, why don't you? Right? You never seen I'd her? let her cuff me. If you never seen super oh, dogs, oh absolutely. I'd I'd let her cuff w- me. I will love her to cuff me and pee on me. Bow wow, Mrs. Officer. Uh, <laughs> and you can tell that's what Ross Shit is thinking me. about too. Mm-hmm. Flay me. You know? Make fun of me. Yeah, and Absolutely. she does. I'd like and to read the so review fun. that she would leave. I'd like to see her get past the slurs, you know? What? In terms of how, to see, how like, much she could do like, to you. Yeah, because oh, she do some, yeah, real, da- just some ruined, real damage. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, she probably has some slurs. You can tell by the look yeah, on her face she's the kind bad. of person who has slurs. Yeah, well, on she's her a cop. Yeah, which it makes me like say like cancel Monica. A it's little a little bit. bit I honestly th- had that. I had yeah. that reaction. Yeah. Cancel Monica. It's a little bit of a thing where I say to myself, you know, anytime that she they have her do something kind of cop like on the show, I'll say mm, she probably just has to do it fit in. Mm. You know. Yeah. I say to myself, that's not that's who she so, is. That's uh, she's one of the you good know? ones. Classic Scorsese <laughs> move. Yeah. One of the good ones. One well, of the good ones. We saw one of maybe the bad ones? Question mark. Um, so we kind of cut away from Ross and Monica having their date at the apple orchard that part of it is burnt down. Yeah. And there's a security guard mm. mounted on horseback 
guarding the apple orchard, clip clop, clip clopping through the orchard. Yeah. yeah. And he's kind of muttering to himself okay. about the stupid fire. Yeah. And I want to say, I think we saw him in the first scene. Did too. you think we, okay. yeah. Cause so when the kids were stopped dropping and rolling, mm-hmm. I kind of had a moment where I was like horrified and I was really focused on that. But in the background, kind of blurry, not in focus, you see a horse kind of clip clopping by mm-hmm. with a guy on top. And I'm thinking, okay, so this guy is just like riding around a Pale horse with rider. no yeah. regard for whatever's happening in front of him or any of the chaos. And then I realized, Oh my God, what they're setting up is just the security guard. Totally. Mm. Is it just me or does his head look mm. a little like a pumpkin though? Oh, it real pumpkin head. Yeah. Real a little pumpkin. bit. Kind of looks like a jack-o'-lantern too. He's only got two teeth. Big bloated round orange head. Yeah. Two teeth. Stem. <laughs> yeah. Stem. Hair like hair like a stem. <laughs> this guy got this one flock of seagulls a going. Candle on. inside <laughs> of his mouth at all times. Smoking a big Smoking candle. A big, a Vaping big a huge candle. candle. Yeah. Mm, Mom, I want to vape. Well, he, the reason I say that Mommy, maybe he's one be. of the bad ones is because uh, uh, they, they did play Rough Riders Anthem when it cut to him when the kids were stop dropping and rolling. You know, it was all stop, drop, drop. cut them down, open Which up, is stop. an amazing cultural reference. Can you, uh, like... Can you imagine Scorsese knowing who the Rough Riders are? A, no, I can't. B, where does that take you culturally when you see these... Little white children in uh-huh. Apple Orchard yes, rolling around to the Rough Riders. It starts getting while Malablanc, shirtless, yeah. erect, doing his best to get these little white kids extinguished. It gets um, me thinking about toxic masculinity. It gets me thinking about racism. It gets me thinking about my own of all those things. Thinking, yeah. Why do I think that the pale rider? on the hilltop with the pumpkin head smoking the candle with the two teeth is is the bad guy just because they started playing Rough Riders Anthem. And speaking right. of Rough Riders, yes. he's riding that horse bareback. Bareback. And he's raw dogging that raw horse. Raw dogging. Absolutely. He's riding you, it. you said it. No, he's riding it bareback. <laughs> no, yeah, you said it. He's raw dogging <laughs> that horse. That means he's Yeah, not but you're spelling out raw dog in sign language. You are spelling out raw dog in sign language as you say it. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and okay. you can't deny that because we are Joe Rogan style streaming the video of this. Oh yeah, on Vine. On Vine, but the room's so Vine. full of freaking clouds, man. <laughs> yes, we've been blowing such big clouds you really can't see anything. <laughs> well, so what did you guys? So what did you guys think about this callback where they feature this guy again? Well, I mean, obviously, they're, they're trying to take us to a place where you know we want to, we should be thinking about him again. We he wants to keep us in the okay. front, keep this point. pumpkin man, two teeth, candle in the mouth, pretty much naked on this <laughs> naked horse, mm-hmm. uh, riding around, very tonal move, mm-hmm. very yes. lots of subtext, lots of information to pull out. Uh, I think they want us. To, uh, Scorsese again wants us to keep thinking about it. Ultimately, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, that's I agree. that's all I got out of that, though. Yeah, if you guys got something. No, else. I would say ultimately and in the moment, you know. Yeah. And and so we got. Um, it, it is interesting to kind of give equal screen time to our main characters, mm. Ross and Monica. Mm. And and also it's interesting that we haven't had, like, all we had in the first act was a problem that happened, and was solved. Am I wrong? Yeah. No, that's about it. So I'm thinking, uh, this is a drama, right? Yeah. So for a drama, you got to have drama. Yes. So there Ramp must it be up. another problem coming. Yeah. So 
Also, is this kind of... Okay, I don't mean to get us off topic and uh, kind of diverge from the plot or whatever, but I wanted to ask, do any of you, any of the two of you, think that Ross and Monica kind of look like they could be siblings? 100%. I'm going to say 0%. I think they look so different. Okay, well, they both have dark hair. True. Yeah. And eyebrow and like kind of defined eyebrows. But some of the ways that they're different that you're talking about or we're about to, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was gonna say that I mean they have they have different little eyes. Like they both have little eyes, but they both have different little eyes, <laughs> yeah. which is interesting. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And, and I and that again, we're getting at my preconceptions. You know, I had never thought about the fact that one set of little eyes could be different from another set of little eyes before. <laughs> oh my God. Uh so, I don't think that was an accident. Can we can we say after Scorsese's entire body of work, <laughs> no accidents. If somebody makes a move like that, yeah. somebody on that level, that yeah. like masterful level, makes a move like that, we're gonna say it's an accident. Yeah. Are you kidding me? This is a guy who made Alice. Yeah, Alice doesn't live here anymore. Scorsese did, in fact, cast this new season. He did all the casting himself. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's that something that we should mention. Not uh, accident. An accident. Mm-mm, no way. Sorry. He's four steps ahead of us at all times. Okay, so there's a freaking fire. Yep, that's what happens. I'm there's also, but to go back, I also, yeah. as soon as I saw Ross and Monica, I imagined them having a pornographic time together. Because I thought that chemistry was so good. Well, chemistry is off the charts. Off the charts. And Which, now I'm imagining a different kind of bareback. Well, the kind of bareback you guys insinuated that i was saying but like joey's bareback for example he's running you could see that we've had all kinds of barebacks uh, which in is interesting show. and no interesting. protection vulnerability i'm present i'm in the moment there's no protection between me and the outside world well and the name of this episode was uh bareback mountain yes yep. and, wow and it was an interesting... i didn't even make that connection interesting play on words it was b-e-a-r b-a-c-k mountain Yes, but oddly... I have yet to see a bear. No bears in this episode. I'm kind of dumb. None. But I have yet to see a bear. Well, the the whole episode is... I mean, it's like you said. It asks more questions than, than answers that like it Like any good episode of Chicago Heroes. And right, I, For course. me, the question of the, the, hey, what's the big idea of this episode... Oh, we love this. ...was, where's the bear? Where's the bear? Yeah. Wow. For me, that was the that was yeah. the question that mm-hmm. was the big question that all the other questions were inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's the bear? Where's the bear? How the bear? Why the bear? What the bear? Yeah. What the bear? What the bear? I just want to sit with that for a second. What, what the, bear? the bear? And if you want a what the bear T-shirt, you can head over to our merch shop on Vine. And what those are are we bought up old minus the bear merch. And we got some fabric markers at Joanne Fabrics. And we crossed Great out where it said minus and we wrote. Great band. What? Yeah. Great band, but better but they slogan. Don't move, but they don't move merch. <laughs> you know, they like have a lot do. of back, back stock. Back stock. I wouldn't have met. I never bought a minus the bear shirt. And I remember. Blue- There's the proof. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like when a restaurant is closing in your neighborhood. Everybody gets sad about it. Oh, my God. It's closing. That place has been open forever. It's closing. So, you know what I say to them? I say, hey. You ever been there? Do you ever go there? Do you ever go there? <laughs> Do you ever go there? And they, you know what they say nine times out of ten? Huh. Nah. No. You know? Man. And I say, so fucking do your part. Do your part as a consumer. Play your part. 
Uh, exactly. And that's what we're doing with okay. this episode. And that's what you're doing listening to our podcast. And there's <laughs> a fire. And it's bigger than last time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was an interesting kind of... It's like this episode is playing a, a fugue or a, can, a canon or a round. You yeah. know, we're yeah. coming back to the yeah. same yeah. themes. Frere Jaca. Frere Jaca. Something, 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 something. Well, so what a fugue, and that came back. What the fugue? That song came back. We just played the clip from the episode of it. That song came back over the fire, and so, and then we see all that we see is we see Ross and. Monica, we see mm-hmm. Ross running away in yeah. front of Monica, uh-huh. pushing past her to get away from the fire. Yeah, okay. almost using her as a shield almost. against. <laughs> he, he, he kind of. Wow. I did you guys think that it looked a little like he grabbed her, threw her back at the fire uh, to distract the fire? Almost, and then you can if it, it, because you're on a different freq- frequency, yeah. you didn't hear it, but yeah. she kind of yelled at him, right, <laughs> and. So, and said, this vest is bulletproof, not fireproof. And he, and I did read the transcript where he, he did say, hey, look, to the fire. <laughs> so, what did you, so not so it, smart for a paleontologist. <laughs> <laughs> when you spend all your time around those bones, you can kind of become a bonehead. Yes. Why were you doing that? Uh, I was gonna. I, why was I? Um, it's this is good. So Sarah's making a hand. I was making a hand gesture, and then Sarah was making the hand gesture back at me, asking what I was doing, and then I was making it back at her to answer. And you're just listening. Uh, I was making a talky-talky gesture with my hand, but not because oh. I was tired of Sarah talking. Because I thought that where she was headed was that's to say the number one. I mean, that's what that means generally. <laughs> because I thought she was gonna say that Ross. Being around so many bones as a paleontologist learns how to uh, communicate. It forgets how to communicate. Oh, so you're because he's doing... like around dead skeletons. So you're doing okay. A well, sign I liked that what like... I said better. Talky talky or whatever. <laughs> or you like what you said? Yeah, they became, became a, a real bonehead. <laughs> it's much better. Yeah. I mean, you're both you're dancing around the same thing, and Miss, you're doing the chicken dance <laughs> right now, and Ben, you did that. That that universal sign is. Shut up. <laughs> or she won't stop she fucking won't she stop talking, won't flapping her fucking talk. jaw. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I asked. And that's why now you guys all have to know. Um, so Ross thought. tries to use Monica as a distraction slash shield. Yep. And then mm-hmm. kind of runs in the direction away from the fire. Who do we see freaking roll up? It's Joey. Again. And yeah. it's the new uh, teacher of the week, right? Huh. New att- flavor new, of the week. New attractive when she takes her glasses off. A lady. real pink lady. Who? who Apple. I, yes. A different, just kind of quirky girl. Yeah. You know, and I love seeing quirky girls on TV. Took her glasses a off. A lot of diversity. Stone Cold it's Fox. a head nod to diversity in general. Yeah, she was doing <laughs> interesting hobbies for sure. She mm-hmm. was doing decoupage. Yeah. Uh huh. And she was doing scrimshaw and ivory. Paper mache. Yep. She had a uke. She, oh, yes. Yep. She was singing the, the, the touch, uh, the, the feel of cotton. Yep. She was recording. She was recording. <laughs> recording a commercial. Yeah. Or a commercial, just a DIY spec. in the orchard. <laughs> a commercial on spec. Yep. Which is actually interesting because sneak preview. Uh, today's sneak preview is that uh, the 
spoiler alert, <laughs> is that at the uh, the end of the hey, if you don't want to get spoiled, hit the forward 15 seconds button, is for the segment in this podcast, we're going to record a commercial on spec. So oh, at the yeah. End of the episode, you can who, tune in who's, to that. Who's, who, who, me, you, Sarah. Yeah, I know, but like, who's the company that contacts you? are going to find out. Oh, we're going to save it? Let's save it. Let's yeah, save it. you're going to okay, find out. Let's save it. I'm excited. Angry Birds. Just so kidding. <laughs> it was interesting that we got Joey there, and then who else rounds out this cast of characters? Uh, mm-hmm. It's the Pale Rider up on the yes, hilltop. Yes, the security guard the shows up again. Man, yeah. The Pumpkin Man. The Pumpkin Man security guard. Holding a lit candle. Uh, I wonder what he used that for. Is what I'm thinking. Um, I don't smoking. know. Smoking. Let, uh, is that all? Smoking. Let me, uh, let me think about that. Was it was he holding a candle for his lost love? And, or was okay, he that's just... what I love about Mike, is he's the kind of guy who he you know, sometimes this show, and by this show I don't mean our podcast, I mean Chicago Heroes, can be coated in a layer of snark. You know, it can be well, no. it can be it can be drenched that's, in mm-hmm. um, suggestion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, suggestion and subtext. And Mike is a guy who says you know, uh, what if we had a little compassion for once? Yeah. For once. Well, I mean, we can oh, we can get lost in the subtext. We can get lost in the action. We can get lost in the star-studded cameos and cast. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, we'll list some of those in a moment. And, and, and we can, get, we can lost get lost in the sauce. And the sauce. The applesauce. The applesauce of Mr. Martin Appleman Scorsese. But that's one thing about this show, though. That's transcendent. Even for Scorsese, is it? It's so human, so achingly so human. human. Every character is a person. So it's just like uh, watching, like me and my mm. my uh, my family on screen. Yeah, it's so uncomfortable, but it's like breathtaking. Yeah, that's what I'm always saying when I'm watching this. So uncomfortable, say, so breathtaking. This is us. Look over my family say, this is us. This yes, is you us. do look over at your family, who is me. Yep. It was interesting that Martin Scorsese used a lot of handheld shots to amplify the emotion in this episode. Yes, lots of like tracking kind of... Yeah, hand- steady cam kind of work yeah, with yeah. Little, little zooms mm. and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. It gave the whole thing that kind of uh, whirring emotion, and you know, the, sizzling emotion. And the mm-hmm. quiver in the pumpkin man's lip as you see him... Kind holding t- the candle put the candle up to his lips and take a big take drag, a big drag. <laughs> as he smokes the candle yeah he's smoking the candle you know if he really cared about her he wouldn't be holding the candle he'd be carrying a torch yeah wow and so, so maybe he didn't even care about whoever died that much well i think you're kind of hinting at something that happens a little bit down the Whoa! Okay. And that's fine because all the viewers have already viewed it. And that brings us to today's uh, Hey, What's the Big Theme? I haven't seen the end of this episode. I'm going to be honest with you. My power went out in the mountains. Well, why did you turn on a candle? Because I am three and a half feet tall and I didn't have, I left, honestly, I left my uh, paper, I left my tome on subtext and tones. Uh I left it. I left it on a bus because mm-hmm. I fell asleep on the bus and I missed the stop. Yep. So uh-huh. I had to, I had to, well, I had to scurry up somebody's leg, arm, and shoulder to grab the cord, pull it. Yep. And then I, and then I, and they, luckily they stopped right in time. Yep. I got off the bus, mm-hmm. but by the time I got to my house, <laughs> the power was out. Hashtag relatable. And that's why and we I stand a short the, king. 
Absolutely, and I appreciate that. I I love how uh, comfortable. So I that feel was interesting. Here with so you guys. watched the whole um, first part of the episode on your phone. Well, that was all happening. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and exactly. it was running out of battery. Yep, and I have to hold so my phone with both hands. You were gonna watch the last minute of the show. You're gonna plug your phone in when you got home to watch the last mm-hmm. minute of the show. It was one percent battery for yeah. sure. Power was out at your house, so you saw the rest of the show on your phone while you were doing all that. Yep, but because the power was out. Couldn't watch the last minute. Exactly. Isn't it interesting? Even more related. Isn't it interesting that when our phones... Okay. Isn't it interesting yep. that... I know exactly <laughs> where you're at with this. Go ahead. <laughs> Isn't it interesting that the 1% are considered the richest among us? <laughs> totally didn't know where you were going with that. Never mind. <laughs> when our phones are at 1%. We're the poorest we could possibly be. Absolutely wonderful. Wow. Wonderful thought. Absolutely. Thank you for that. (laughs) What did you think I was going to say? I thought you were going to say, isn't it interesting that when our phones die, it feels like a piece of us (laughs) died? So I thought that was where you were going, but that's also kind true. of those both work. So but, this is, I, but Sarah's point's also on like multiple levels. Sort of a, sort of a bones <laughs> situation, bonehead kind of bonehead talkie talkie situation we've got going on here. <laughs> this was worth it. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, anyway, what I was going to say a little while ago was uh, today's um, today's big. Th- Today's Hey, What's the Big Theme uh, is Ain't I Enough. Uh, Ain't I Enough. And that's what I was kind of asking myself, you know, after after each thing that a character would do for another, I was like, you know, and ain't I enough? You know, because everyone is trying. They're striving. Uh, yeah. And right. they can't they can't achieve as well as they want to hold themselves up to. Mm-hmm. You know, so you should really periodically stop and ask yourself that. Ain't I enough? Uh-huh. And, um... As if it weren't enough that Joey put out this second fire, we also get... Used a different technique. Yep. <laughs> um, he... Um, Go ahead. Think about it. <laughs> yep. He went into the store at the head of the orchard and he grabbed all the cider that they had from the shelves and went and poured it all over the fires. Yeah. And made all the kids help him. Cider. Yes. Is that an accident? No. 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 Absolutely not. Cider. No. no. Let's deconstruct that. Okay. <laughs> Apples. Yes. Yep. We're on an apple orchard. Yes. yes. They're selling cider. Yes. Cider is a deconstruction of an apple. Yep. Yes. It is. It has an exchange value. Sure. Yeah. And what on else? The apple market. What else has an exchange value? Let's look at a couple things. Sure. Uh, well, Monica. When Ross throws her into the fire, basically. Uh, Interesting move. Yeah, exchange. Exchange. Value. Where are these fires coming from? We don't know yet. We but don't we're know yet. No. But by the end of this episode, okay, let's keep going knowledge. with it. I, I, I don't mean, I, I was going to jump ahead of us. Let's go. Knowledge, knowledge has, has a value. value. Violence. A phone at 1% battery, no value. No value. Zero value. None. None. Interesting. Nilch. Low That's value, nilch. none. Nilch. <laughs> mm. So. So we get one final shot in this scene, yes. which really dragged on, I would say. And <laughs> yeah. in this final shot, if you had to give one critique, it was short but long, and uh, it just wouldn't end. Monica was the thing that I had yeah. the problem with. Yeah, is that it kept going. They kept was, finding a way to keep dragging. Scorsese kept like he would do this little move. He would almost f- 
faint towards the with a pan of the camera away as if he was about to turn away and then stay there go just back. kidding like a boxer with, yeah. but with butterfly wings I'm keeping you here right now you are my captive you cannot leave just when you think he'd eaten all the flesh out of the apple he starts nibbling at the core oh like a yeah. psycho like a pure psycho you're actually supposed to eat the core I do sometimes that's disgusting the seeds have a little just a touch of cyanide in them so you get a little buzz Oh, you get a little high from that. That's yeah. cool. And also the core has uh, the majority of the fiber. fiber. Nice. Ew. Then you just eat fiberglass. That's what that shit... It's so gross. Yeah, yeah well, it's like it's like building a surfboard a... in your Great. stomach. I'll just open up a pack... I'll just open up a... A pack a of menthol? Snooze, a snooze pouch and eat that if yeah. I wanted to eat fiberglass. There, yeah, absolutely. Like those Swedes over there. Yeah. Like I do normally. Yeah. So anyway, this scene's kind of dragging and along. Ends. And then you know, it, ends. it ends really with a hard hard uh, end mm-hmm. with monica looking off in the distance and seeing the police the the security police on the horse and saying don't i know him from somewhere don't i know him from <laughs> wow. somewhere hey what an exciting hey, hey, ross, moment don't hey, ross. i know him from somewhere of course ross can't hear because he ran away mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she well, goes oh yeah that old guy <laughs> what an exciting moment though and then hard cut it's yeah, it it is an exciting moment because so they do the cut, but then it's like okay, so hard cut, but I'm still thinking about what just happened. You, you know? know I am, and that's the p- importance of TV. That's right. There is the importance of the medium. Yeah, like your ability to drag thoughts thoughts across the break, always yeah. moving the forward, always, always move. looking back. And speaking oh. of dragging thoughts. Joey has two teachers over each of his shoulders as he's saving them from the fire, carrying them out of frame in the background while Monica's looking at security guard. So at this point, we've had basically two things happen in this episode. We're about an hour and a half into it. And the first Mm -hmm. one is that there's been a fire at the orchard. Joey puts it out, and this security guard looks a little frustrated or something. Yeah. Uh, Second one, same thing again. Yes. Right? So we basically... <laughs> pretty have, much the exact that's, same. That's, that's pretty much has happened twice. But it's a bigger fire. It know? was bigger. And yeah. the stakes we'll were admittedly that. higher in bigger, the first better, act. Bigger, better, and Because there were yeah. children. Because no all the children, children were inside in this one, right? And Joey has to have them come outside <laughs> to pour the cider on them to get them roll around the second time, you know? Mm. Yeah. So it is a little bit of a comment on, like, uh, if the stakes were not present in the show, it would be necessary for us to invent them. You know? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. What are, Sarah's saying, she's saying, yeah, but she's shaking her head. No, go ahead. Speak I'm on that, Sarah. doing the thing with my hand. Yeah, she's talky-talkying me, and she means the other way this time. <laughs> yeah. So we move to the third act, and... And guess where guess the frick we are? City friggin' hall. City hall. Okay, Mayor... those guesses are wrong. Okay, we both made the same guess. And guess both again, wrong. right? Yeah, guess again. One, two, three. Apple a Orchard. A farm. Apple Orchard. Guys, we watched the episode. They're at the Apple Orchard. <laughs> yeah. We don't leave the Apple Orchard. We just skip time. I mean, Apple Orchard isn't on. Isn't not on a farm. Well, you could consider it an Apple Farm, I suppose, if you wanted to just use the synonym for And sometimes I do. Sometimes I like to call it an Apple Farm. Okay. That's fine. And this one... Well, I just feel like it wasn't fine when I said it a second ago. No, it's fine now. Okay, I'm doing the talky-talky thing to myself. What I thought was interesting was that... Let's move on, I guess. They had a big sign up over the apple orchard that said, Big Gus's Apple Ranch. 
And so, uh, for, Ben. So it was kind of interesting to. You're both wrong, and, you know. And it was a ranch. In a way, and you're both right, almost. Yeah. Which is another Scorsese move. Totally making yes. us all right and all wrong. Mm-hmm. And so that's just what like I'm human nature. Thinking yeah. about as we go into this third act. Yeah. You know? So we've got um, the mayor, the uh, mayor Lisa Kudrow, and she. We learned at the end of last episode. This is important. We learned she is running for president. Yes. So she's at the Apple Farm, Apple Ranch, Apple mm-hmm. Orchard as p- mm-hmm. part of a community outreach program. She's going to s- start talking about farm subsidies and getting rid of the uh, produce checkoff programs and kind of these radical new um, proposals that she has as she's running for president of the United States. And is this lefty stuff? I mean, to me, it is. Okay. Yeah, this is the clear political. This is my least favorite part of the episode. Clear political propaganda. I mean, well, she's a Democrat, so she is a socialist, you know? What did you guys think well, about and That's what I hated the most about it. Yeah. It's just don't I like I watch this for fun. I watch this to think about what it means to be alive. I don't need this gobbledygook <laughs> nonsense. Yeah, I watch this to think about what it means to be alive, but I don't think about the implications of any politics on what it means to be alive. And that's the American mind yeah. for you in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, absolutely. And and I, I don't think you could have summed up my mindset any better, Sarah. <laughs> You're welcome. I would agree with you though, Mike. I would agree. It was it was definitely sort of propaganda like mm-hmm. well especially when she broke the fourth wall and turned to the viewer and said mm-hmm. i'm talking to you soldier is she said soldier soldier she addressed us as soldiers and <laughs> yep. she had an uh, waving american flag behind her yes i would say an ayn randian monologue that lasted about another like very solid 45 lefty. minutes very yeah. lefty very lefty very long yeah Clearly, Scorsese. It was speaking sort of a go us. so far left, you wrap back around again, sort of Ooh, a speech. And what yep. does that? What if you're putting that in a? It was interesting that they cut to the security guard listening from where he was raw dogging his horse at, <laughs> and the and horse, his horse had kicked his, it. <laughs> it was actually his horse was actually galloping rampant on a field. Yep, both hooves up, <laughs> and you and it zooms in, and that horse, uh, yeah, it's wearing Air Jordans. That's a horseshoe, <laughs> Jordans. That's so cool. Yeah. Also non national Kind of a Chicago thing. Yeah. Don't know what any of that means. So anyway, she's there talking, 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 and actually somebody starts doing the flappy They do the talky-talky at her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The sure. flappy, they were doing the flappy bird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm doing the awkward turtle. Just hey, hey we'll that. give you guys that one for free. Uh, <laughs> God. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> And anyway. all the heroes are there to support their friend. Yeah, they just showed up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Ross and Monica are kind of slyly holding hands um, so nobody can really see. And everybody else is there standing all around. So we've got... Um, they had a they had this paramedic that we were introduced to in the first episode, Rachel. Yes. And, mm-hmm. uh, a lawyer. She, a lawyer as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they had, yeah, they had Chandler the lawyer and they had Rachel the paramedic. Yeah, and it was nice to see them show up if, if, even if just to like support their friend. Right, totally. Right. Yeah, Fri- they're really good friends. There's nothing better than seeing friends together. No. And just people being place. Friends. Yeah. Go ahead, Ben. I No, I, I agree totally and I think it's cool that the mayor has brought together this team of friends to help her with her campaign. Agree. You know, so... From all got, different walks of life. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We got Rachel the paramedic who 
if Mayor Lisa Kudrow strokes out on stage, uh, can save as she's wont to do. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> it's Rachel's job to leap in and resuscitate her so she can finish her speech. Well, and Chandler's just there to represent yeah. her. Oh, well, if she gets into legal trouble, you know, because so if she needs to walk anything back, for if example, she says libelous things, right? If she sort of tells her list, tells her viewers to, you know, go kill, uh, kill um, you know, kill them all, kill, 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 kill them all, kill, 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 like she was doing in this one or whatever, mm-hmm. then you've got Chandler, who's her lawyer, to say to, she didn't say that. Yeah, say she didn't say it, or if that <laughs> fails, what he will do. If he, sometimes he gets ahead of it and he goes, he gets, a, he says parody. <laughs> he goes, that's this, a parody. This is, this is parody law. Yeah. And what a modern political move. Have somebody <laughs> yeah. on your team to just jump out in front when you no. say some wild stuff. Yeah. Just say, like, oh, um, excuse me, parodies. This, this is actually a joke. This is actually a joke. Have you been on the internet before? Yeah. This is actually a joke. I love that. Gray if you zone. understood the meme, you would get the joke. I love that gray zone where you yes. can't tell it where anybody's joking. Yeah. I think and that's you good. feel like you have to like expend a lot of energy to keep up. With what you think is going yeah. on. Yeah, I think that's good. That's the actually. kind of thing that listeners of this show, if you're listening to this show, you probably don't like that kind of fun and games way of approaching things, you know? You want something straightforward. Yeah. Straightforward, yeah. grounded, no literal, A to B. People saying what they really think. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. About things that are actually happening. If you're a fan of this podcast, you might also be a fan of the Joe Rogan show. Exactly. I think there's a huge crossover. So much overlap. Absolutely. That's so, true, so f- it wouldn't be surprising. Yeah. So all the friends are there of the mayor, and they're all standing around kind of clapping. <laughs> She's doing mm-hmm. her speech. Heads up, or should I say noses sniffing, because there's something in the air. Uh, uh, oh, yes. Well, my heart sank when we got to this part. My heart sank through my butt. And so they start smelling something, oh, and the security guard comes up to them and says, hey, I'm going to put you guys in a safe place so that the fire doesn't get to you. Well, it's designated survivor law. Yeah. So if there is smoke that is smelled in the same location as a um, politician or a figurehead, you know, even if they're the puppet that someone else is pulling their strings, uh, you got Mayor Lisa Kudrow here and who's behind the mayor is what I'm asking. Mm -hmm. And watch our 19... Uh, part investigation into the the uh, man behind the, the mayor, the, the man behind the mayor, uh, on Vine. Yes. Okay. Watch uh, it. When you have someone of that importance speaking, you have to have designated survivor. So basically, they take the people who would replace them if they were to die in a tragedy. Uh, they take them to a secure location where they can't be harmed. Exactly. Yeah. So the security guard says, uh, designated survivor. Designated survivors over here bunk, with me. Bunker. <laughs> yeah. Designated yeah. survivors come with me. me. So uh, Mary Lisa Kudrow <laughs> and Chandler and Joey and Monica yeah. and Rachel and Ross. They fight over <laughs> who's designated survivor. Yeah. But then the security guard says, ah, there's room enough for all of yes. you. So he takes them over to a big barn politics a big barn <laughs> and puts a minute you know what honestly which yeah. is a really funny move i think at this point well well a we're in this barn we're which is what made of what wood, wood. yes it's made of wood and the fire is the threat so is this safe <laughs> yeah. and I well think and that's a, what they're all kind of saying to each other and the security guard goes no 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 no, no. these are reinforced woods is safety yeah. an artifice or is safety like like what is safety? Ain't I you know, enough? Which I think is interesting. Ain't question. I enough? Ain't I enough? 
And then when they get in this barn, the children from the beginning of the episode are in the barn yes. still. Yes, yes. Playing with matches. and playing with matches. And the yep. security guard kind of ushers in them in there, and they're kind of all like a little raised eyebrow, and he shuts the door, and then he starts to lock it. And Joey kind of puts his elbow in there, and he says, hey, buddy. Why are you locking this? It's just a fire. They're not, it's not going to break yeah. down the door. And the security guard goes, this is just protocol. All right? Don't you worry your wow. pretty little head about it, firefighter. Yeah. And mm-hmm. kind of pats him on the now. head and shuts the door, slams it, and locks it. Okay. What the heck? That doesn't make any sense. Because no. the security guard is there. And again, to the point of security, is it secure? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. We don't know. But we feel the question being asked the whole time, which is an extremely interesting tonal move by Scorsese at this point. So, yeah. So, totally tonal. So, but everybody, like, they value their safety in the moment. They stay in the barn. Yep. Right? Like, what else are they going to do? The children. Not listen to an authority figure? Right. Joey goes over to the teacher of the children, you know. uh, Oh, Joey's clocked in. Joey's clocked in. Hot thought number three. Yep. Uh, Played by Paris Hilton. Said on the IMDb. Yeah. He is looking for He kind of sidles up to her. Tacos. Sidles up to her. He says, he says, protocol. If they need a protocol to put out a fire, they should call me. I'm a pro. To call, they need a protocol. I know, and then, and then they and then they cut to a call me. A cut to a uh, a crow going caca, <laughs> which yeah. was fun. Yeah, yeah. that which is was fun. Cut fun to f- auditory joke. They cut to fucking crickets. Is what it felt like for me. <laughs> after they you said did that. not like that. After uh, they said I, that joke. I knew. You know, when I saw yeah. that, I knew you weren't gonna like it. Yeah, I, knew, I, I, I felt it's that just was not like, his sense of humor. Yeah, yeah, the crickets thing. No, 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 no. <laughs> so continue. So then they start smelling more fire. Smoke? They start smelling real fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they start to, and, mm-hmm. and Joey, that's where this protocol foreshadowing thing of the last thing he said right before this kind of comes into play because we, we do this dramatic camera movement, pull out into the fire and we see the security guard and he's trying to put out the fire, right? Yeah. But he can't because uh, he's got, no children. He can't get into the cider barn because he's got it locked. So how's he going to put out the fire? All the all of his tools that have been established that will save human lives have been deprived of this headless, naked pumpkin horseman. Only one thing can put out a fire. Kid soaked in apple cider. Yep. Rolling so, on the ground. Yep. So what do you do? What do you do if you're him at this point? Soak well, yourself. When yep. there is... When there is no, this is where wow. he, when he there goes, is nothing, nothing left, left to, to burn, burn you, you must, must set soak yourself self. soak yourself. <laughs> That's what he said. He said he did it a couple times and then he got it right. He goes, <laughs> he goes. When, when there, there is, is nothing, nothing left, left to, to burn, burn you, you must soak, soak yourself <laughs> in cider. That's what he said. That, Soaking that was, yourself that in cider me. is what Mormons do. <laughs> That and honestly, that was the one of the last things that we hear in this episode, and yes. it chilled me Very to my artistic. core. Mm-hmm. It chilled me to my core. What does that mean? I don't think, and and this is like a classic Scorsese move. You're not meant to know what that exactly right. means. You're supposed to just carry it around with you. Yeah, yes. move forward and look back. I agree. And so that was the last <clears throat> pre-credits shot of the show. 
So we have to sit with that through seven or eight minutes of credits. Yep. Wondering, is there going to be a post credit scene? Right. And, and this, of course, is probably the part that Mike missed. Although, mm-hmm. you definitely missed Honestly, most if you of guessed this. at what was in it, you'd probably get it right because just imagine the best way they could have done it, and that's the way they did it. Yeah. Do you so, want to explain? Yeah. I mean, it was all <laughs> exposition, right? It was just, you know, um, it was fast forward in time. Somehow, the f- these group of friends, uh, <laughs> as I like to call them, have gotten out of, and I picked that up from you guys. Yeah, this band of merry heroes, this band of I mean, they clearly friends. have a chemistry. Dude. Yeah. They have all managed to get out of the barn, right? Yeah. Because it uh, was hot. <laughs> right. Because they, got, they, well, because got, they too was, the got, got too got hot. It got so hot the that they were motivated. Yeah. And that's what it's about. Yes. And so they're all out of the barn and they're all standing there and the security. And we see that as a series of flashbacks. Yes. Right. About like where it's getting really hot. Yeah. yeah. And they're kind of like, it's getting so hot. We're and they're all taking find- their shirts off. We're going to have to find a way out of this burn barn. Uh, it's, <laughs> and it's, and it's out of this burning. burn. We're going to have to find our way out of it. Oh, they also have third degree burns. And they, yeah. we, how do I get out of this burn? Really bad. Yeah. Really, yeah. really yeah. awful. And yeah. Rachel, the paramedic Shedding says, like I'll snake, get to it later. I'll yeah. get to it later. So they get out of there and everything's safe. They broke the wall down. They broke the wall. And Mayor fire. Lisa Kudrow broke the fourth wall again to say, only you can prevent barn fires. Yes. And honestly, the fire, oh, I would chilly. say, in terms of breaking the wall down for them to escape the barn in the flashback, I would say that the fire did a lot of the heavy lifting. Yeah. In terms of getting that wall to come down. Yeah, it just mm. did most of it, really. Yeah, I mean, it pretty much Joey burned. gave it the final <laughs> kick. Pretty but... much burned up. You know, Joey kicked it... Uh, by falling forward onto it with his face, so <laughs> and a that flying was the facial move kick for him. <laughs> Kicked it with his face. He was shirtless, sure, yeah. erect in very tight jeans. Yeah, tried to headbutt the still this wall. erect. And what's interesting is that his head and his dick both knocked it over at the same, same time. time. Yeah, kind of like doing a tripod kind of a situation with this thing. <laughs> You know, tipped over tripod pose, right? If you're I a yoga, love that. If you're a yoga if, fanatic. If you're, if you're a, a yogi, yogi like Ben. <laughs> <laughs> so and that's interesting because of Yogi Bear is the one who prevents forest fires. So and we've your got... book of Yogi Bear quotes that and will the be coming Bear out quotes. Yep. tonight. And <laughs> that's dropping tonight on Vine. So we find out what's going on. Yeah, Headless Horseman is. Mm-hmm. So wait, also... when did he? When did he become that? Well, we find that out. Oh, in that's post credits. So that's post credits. So we right? got the headless horseman, the security guard. No pumpkin head anymore. Yeah, pumpkin head knocked yeah. off. Barebacking his horse <laughs> up and down, fucking it through the so hard. Well, he rides the horse by being <laughs> like field. by having his dick in the horse's ass. <laughs> yeah, it sort of is. Um, yeah, it's a little yeah. bit of a, like you know, if a horseman could ride a horse, would he ride it like this or like this? Kind of an internet meme type of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, dick but they it. failed to consider that option. Yeah, you know, because that one really is an option. As dick we in legs mm. wrapped around back, horse legs, arms around torso. And yep. feel free to repeat that. Feel free to press that ten second back button as many times as you need to to and get that image straight. Get that in your head. And carry it your dick you. is kind of the anchor. So he's gallivanting. And <laughs> over the scorched earth, and he gives an expositional monologue. He's holding his pumpkin head in his hand, right? <laughs> kind of spooky. 
Yeah, and I'm also like, okay, mm. you only have one armor on your tor- your horse's torso now. So holding on for dear life. Yes, but and the pumpkin in the head. He's kind of got two a, arms grabbing the horse if you think about it. A pumpkin it. in the hand worth two dicks in a horse. Yeah. Well, interesting cultural reference between fucking a horse. Yep. The horse that is... <laughs> the hand. That, yeah. The hand that feeds. The hand that feeds the horse. <laughs> yep. And then, but in your hand, you have your entire head. Yep. And earlier in the episode, you listened to Rough Riders. Ah, yes. Connect and the dots. Where this it's all started. All right there. Well, uh, this I was a rough a, ride. I think it has like a huge, it says something huge racially. Has a huge cultural impact regardless. I was thinking that it was... It, I was thinking you were thinking about his line, and this connects to all, to literally all of that, to the horse fucking, to the, to the horse fucking. racial, to the racial angle thing, to the, you know, he's got his uh-huh. head in his hands, right? Yeah. And he kind of looks at the, uh, um, the, the, the friends are asking, who's that guy? You know, uh, is he the, oh, is he the, see the janitor? See the security guard? Is he the handyman? And he, he looks at me and says, they call me Mr. Hands. And, and that's, there's someone out there who's going to get that reference. I, I get it. It's nasty. I get it. Stuff. And it, it's good. Hey, if they got past the set, <laughs> if they got past wow, the wind, there's nothing left to burn. You must soak yourself in cider <laughs> reference. Then this one was worth the wait. Yeah, for sure. And Monica finally recognizes him and says, Holy oh shit my balls. god. Epic bacon. Holy shit. Oh my god. Oh my god. Does she epic bacon. Hold on, holy now, shit. Now time balls. out. When I heard it, it was just a <gasps> So does the epic bacon holy shit balls happen like sub director's cut for you? You just heard the <gasps> Yeah, because I'm yeah, a, this director's I'm a... cut. They played the director's cut after the post credit scene. Gosh That's dang it. Was, I miss yeah. everything. Yeah, holy yeah. shit balls. So I wish I could reach my circuit box. After the post credit scene, they played the whole director's cut of the episode. <laughs> So it's another five hours, right? So you would have had to call out for the whole day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you barely one. even stay awake. Wow. So <laughs> interesting. You came home on the bus. Where were you? You came on the bus at nine a.m., huh? Yep. No, you I out all night. What What do I do in were, the mornings? Well, you were out all night. I was out all night. Yeah. I was. You're yeah. exactly right. I was. Because you call that you come home on the bus and then you call out from work. Well, you know, have you ever been at the train stop at yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, at, yeah. at uh, Jackson for sure, where the red line and the blue line meet? Yeah, I'm one of those uh, dudes that just like looks tough in a tank top. The one of the guardians, guardian yes. angels or whatever, guardians mm-hmm. of the galaxy. It doesn't do any good because I am only about two and a half feet tall. It's not intimidating. We've moved from three and a half to two and a half. So there's a poster with you and a couple other guys on it that says, uh, you guard the tracks, we'll guard the ground. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, it's me and (laughs) actually all the guardian angels about three and a half feet, two and a half feet to three and a half feet tall now. Uh, we downgraded. It was a funding thing, so we had to pull pull the the height average down. You pay per inch around here. Yeah. Oh, don't I know it. Which is why you got to pay a lot for Joey. So to put you, you know what I mean. To put you in the mindset, I was in a very protective mindset going into this episode. Yeah, yeah. That colors my opinions at all. Sure. Um, but yeah, that's the mindset. So I get on the you bus. You seem pretty open to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I'm super open. But I'm also thinking about like danger. That's oh, where I'm coming from. I'm always from. thinking about yeah. danger. Um, so 
being high enough. And I'm riding the Cermak bus out, out of town yeah. to get home. And I'm only three and a half feet tall. We went through that whole thing earlier. Um, and that's that to give to give you an idea of what I was doing before. To answer your question directly, Ben. Hanging out at a train stop. Yep. So uh, uh, Headless Horseman gives his little... Um, Monica well, goes, I, hey, don't I know that guy? Uh-huh. Well, she goes... Epic shit balls. Yeah, epic holy shit bacon balls. And everybody's like, what? And she goes, this guy used to be a freaking cop. Yeah. Used to be is the uh, key word, is what he says, right? Yeah. So now he yeah. chimes in. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. one of those things where he picks up what she's talking about. Like, hey, listen to me. And that's kind of a cop thing. He goes, yeah, I used to be before I got disgraced. Every, nobody wants to think about the systemic issues. Nobody wants to talk about the, the rot in the force as a whole. No, they just want to blame it all on a bad apple. <gasps> apple. Apple. And that's what everybody said. Apple. Cuts of black. black. Yep. So... Listener, what we'd like you to do is uh, figure out and write to us. Please do. Why, because we, we never got an answer, why was the horseman setting all these fires? And How he become did he have, headless. Did he have a reason? Well, how did he become headless? Mm-hmm. Or is he just somebody who just wants to watch the world burn? Oh, and that's God. our episode. Just kidding. We have a segment. We have one last thing for you. Before we get out of here. I don't know what it is. This, is this the commercial? The... This is the segment. Yeah. yeah this, this is, is our segment. favorite part of the episode is the segment. So this is a lot of our listeners. They write into us. They call us. They send us an owl that says that the segment is their favorite part of the podcast. So we, no matter how long the episode of Chicago Heroes was, we always do the segment. Okay. Um, okay. And we don't put it first because people would stop listening to the podcast. Because people if are waiting for it. Yeah, you got to so put much. the most important information up front, and then you got to give them a little treat at the end. Yeah. Dangle the yeah. carrot. Yeah. So what we're going to do today... And that's content. ...is an idea for a segment that our producers came up with based on this episode. And this episode, as you'll remember, had a headless horseman in it, and it was set at an orchard. Well, forget about the headless horseman. doesn't have to do with it. Well, he was kind of angry. You, good point. Uh, and it was a hard watch. Uh, and yeah. there was cider. <laughs> So what oh. we're going to be doing is creating a commercial on spec for Angry Orchard's Hard, hard cider. cider. And what variety are we talking about here? Just original or? This could be print. This could be digital. No, nope, variety of Angry Orchard Hard Cider. Original. So this is okay. just a conceptual pitch. Yeah, and we're yeah, just kind of hoping gets, that somebody yeah. at Angry Orchard or whatever their agency, BBDO, FCB, Parent company, Leo, whatever, CEO. like, right, 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 like right, right, Steve Jobs, right, 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 publicist, Steve Jobs, here's right, this. Right, 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 right. So what we're gonna do is just figure out. Okay, so what, what we're do just we gonna kind of sit around and do a little brainstorm, a little uh, ideation, as they call it in the okay. industry. So okay. You want to leave? You want to yeah, yeah, lead yeah. us in this, Sarah? No. Okay. So what I'm thinking first <laughs> is let's start with a feeling. What does Angry Orchards Hard Cider make you feel? Hard Cider. Angry, because the word angry. Oh. I think I th- at least think about yeah. angry. What do I feel? Mm. See, when you think angry, what do you feel? I feel well. I feel excitement because yeah. oh. angry is like an exciting, yeah, thing. adrenaline rush, adrenaline yeah. rush. And yeah. we've already established that you're a prime specimen of the American spirit. Spirit, Abs- yeah. So for anger sure. excites you. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> anger is oh, oh, it's a, it's a, it, it's a 
It's a tinder that burns quick, but I have so much tinder, and I'm only made of tinder. Okay. I burn the anger so fast. Tinder, so now I'm tinder, thinking tinder, cultural tinder fuel, dating. cultural fuel, tinder. Right. I'm thinking mm. guy. I'm thinking uh, I'm using tinder. I'm trying yeah. to get a date. Um, I'm so mad that these women won't fuck me. You know. That's so I'm mad and I'm also jacking off. Yeah, I'm, I'm so mad that they won't oh. fuck me, but I'm so excited by it. <laughs> yeah. Because what if one of them jerking would? it, jerking it, jerking it? So 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 we we open right. We open to just like a black screen, maybe some audio. Yeah. Of somebody jacking off and yelling. Yeah. <laughs> yes, so that's what we open with. Right. And and then and then and then and then we um we kind of the uh, picture is clear and it's a guy holding his phone in one hand and just fucking going to town with the other, and we zoom in on his phone and he's swiping through women and he's saying on Facebook yeah on Facebook we don't see what his hand is doing we see that it's going it looks like he's he's jacking right we see his arm. Yeah, it's under, the, co- it's like under the jacking. covers. Looks like he's jacking. Yeah, it's under the covers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then we're... They're all moms. The- yeah. Right? I don't yeah. know. I'm just yeah. brainstorming he right now. He said the milf filter. We can see it. it says oh, yeah. Filter oh, they're on. definitely on. Milf filter yeah. on. Yeah, on milf filter on. I mean to cut you swiping. off, though. No, 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 no. That's perfect. Swiping, swiping, uh, no, 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 no. Nothing's bad. Nothing's bad in a brainstorm. So he's swiping, swiping, swiping. He's like, oh, no, no, no. And he's just going harder and harder. And then all of a sudden... He busts. He busts. And we don't see the bust. We it's under the covers and he goes, ah How big is it? He makes How hot is it? He makes How cold is it? Exactly. That's what we're wondering. That's what we're all wondering. And that's a little exciting, isn't it? Yeah. And he goes, I got it all over my covers again. And he gets up. And he goes to the laundry room and he kind of just drags all the covers off and tosses them in the washer. He's like, what am I going to do for the next 30 minutes? Goes to the fridge. What's in the fridge? Opens up the fridge. Kind of, we see like a scan, like a pan shot over all the products. Some old Chinese. Yeah, some old Chinese boxes, some... Rockstar energy drinks, some mm-hmm. old moldy cheese, a couple Slim Jims that are in the fridge for some Half reason. Half-eaten Slim Jims. Half-eaten Slim Jims. Trying to save them, them for, for later. later. Mm-hmm. And then... Plums. <laughs> and then plums. And then plums. And he takes a plum out of the ice box. <laughs> yep. And yeah. he lifts it to his lips and he bites in and he goes, Blech! Mealy! Yeah, no thanks. No thanks. Like, ugh, I wish I could just drink my fruit. So then he falls, he, he spits it out, slams the refrigerator door. Yep. Marches out the freaking door to his apartment. Down to yep. the package store. Down to the package store to get a package. <laughs> yep. And he opens that package. Got money in it. Got money in it. <laughs> Congratulations. Takes it to the, takes it Congratulations, to, it says on there. You, you won money. You won Publisher's money. Clearinghouse Sweeps. <laughs> he, he is still Smile, naked. Smile, you're on candid cameras, what it says. And what does he feel? Excitement. Excitement. And he goes with his check, and then he takes it to J.P. Morgan uh-huh. Chase Bank, and he deposits check, gets cash out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Goes to the 
liquor store. store. Walks up to the clerk there and says, hey. Stops right before he walks in, looks up at the thing, says, liquor, a hardly knower, laughs to himself. <gasps> yes. He's still naked covered in his own cum from before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. For, oh, for sure. 100%, 100% gotta be. Otherwise, people won't know that the timeline is linear. So then he walks into the liquor store. It's like, what's... He says to the he says to the guy working at the counter. He goes, "Hey, what would you get if you just won the publisher's clearinghouse sweepstakes?" So the cashier turns around. He's got plums for eyeballs. Yep. <laughs> and the guy goes, "Ah, uh, not for me. No thanks." And, the- and he's like, "I don't think you understood the question. <laughs> what would you buy if you won the publisher's clearinghouse sweepstakes? Guys, you got a bunch of money in a box." Oh, I'm sorry. I- I thought you were trying to sell me something. I, I gotta let me put my ears in. Takes the plums out of his eye sockets and puts them on the and side his of his ears. head so he can hear. Yeah. Uh, and then, like a potato head guy, like a potato head guy. And this, the guy says, "I'm gonna only ask this one more time, buddy. If you just won the publisher's clearinghouse sweepstakes, what would you buy?" Commercial comes on on the television up in the corner of the on the secu- it's a security, security camera, camera television but there must be a malfunction it Some, comes on a, a feed breaks through like aliens feed, feed breaks through yeah it's a commercial someone hacked it it's a commercial for Angry Orchard hard cider and it's just to a couple walking through an orchard taking an apple oh, off, a tree. Off, off the ten tree seconds and then it's, ten seconds spot. and then they put it on top of a bottle and all of a sudden it's in the bottle that's it that's it that's it and, and the guy both- goes. Eh, that looks pretty good. Fin. Fan. Fin. Fan. Then you Le think fan. it cuts to the ad, but then it has like a two-second cut back. And Director's both have, cut. They both have uh, V for Vendetta masks on. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Okay, so this is selling. This is good. Okay. Yeah. More. So... <laughs> That's the segment. Thank you for listening. <laughs> and Mike, we want to thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you, thank so, you so much. much, Mike. Yeah, thanks for having me. I was really excited to do it. I've been thinking about it all day. And You've been great. Yeah, this is very fun. Hopefully you get something workable and funny out of anything. that Everything's workable. Everything's funny. And that's comedy. So where, where can... <laughs> if only that were true. Yeah. Where can people if, find you? Uh, so I uh, co-run Cocaine Murder Jam... It's a uh, group, a comedy, artsy comedy group or whatever. Pretentious as fuck. It's and great. then, Very funny. Um, I don't know. Just follow follow the Cocaine Murder Jam Twitter. CMJ69420. CMJ69420. And those are the funny Twitter. numbers. And are you still mm-hmm. doing, uh, there's a project that you did some of, uh, Explorations with Le- Leslie Tanner. Yeah, yeah. I'm still doing that. Okay. It's It just, like, it's juggling between so Cocaine Murder Jam and Leslie Tanner. Explorations with Leslie Tanner. It's a, a self-help channel. Um, awesome. Something interesting about the word Tanner. Um, Tanner's is an apple orchard that I grew up going to. And that's just a little... That's just how the brain works. Yeah, and that's just an interesting thing. Little things. So Mm -hmm. please tune in again next week to Chicago Heroes on television. And then listen to the recap podcast. Please Please save me. Please do it. Uh, Like and subscribe. We love you. We love you. Smells like courage.